All right, everyone, welcome back to the Mission 300 podcast. And right off the bat here, I want to let you guys know, you might have already noticed um, things sound a little bit different. Uh, Brian Greenwood and I are actually at an undisclosed coffee shop right now because he is back in the States. And cue round of applause for that. America is finally a little bit better than it was a few weeks ago. But Brian and the family are back in the States for a couple of months here. And uh, so we're doing some on-location recording here. So things might sound a bit different. You might hear some background noise. Uh, just bear with us through that. I mean, if you can't, just ignore the background noise and you know maybe try to listen to this again tomorrow. But uh, before we get into our topic, I'll do a little shameless plug, plug for Brian. He's going to be speaking at some churches during his visit here. I uh, wanted to know when and where those are going to be happening. Just go to the website. It should be under events. Um, and you can always sign up to, to stay up to date with all the notifications for Hop on Life, Mission 300, Brian's uh, traveling and all this stuff. So he's going to be at a, a handful of different locations. It's going to be great. I encourage you guys, if you're in the areas, to go check him out and see him live. If not, then the majority of the places will be live streaming uh, when he's speaking there. So go ahead and check those out online if you want to. But without further ado, we kind of want to get into our topic today before we get kicked out of our undisclosed location coffee shop here. And so as we've been talking about mentorship and the journey that comes along with that whole idea, we, we got onto this topic of pursuits and the idea of how you become motivated to pursue something. And we, we've really been talking about a lot of different aspects of that motivation. You know, what should we be pursuing? And maybe a, more of an odd question, but how should we be pursuing that? Does does the motivation to pursue something come from your identity? Does it come from the destination or, or what, how, you know, that's kind of one of the million dollar questions where people wake up every day wishing for more motivation. How do I get motivated to do the things I know I need to do? So we wanted to dive into that today and just start talking about the pursuit. Uh, great intro. And thanks for recapping a lot of the previous episodes, just in case you haven't uh, seen those, I recommend go back and follow up, especially on the last two, because we really kicked off how do we do this podcast to best communicate, not just new ideas, but how do three generations of people look at life and how do we bring the scripture into that? And then how does um, each one of us are in different phases of life, whether it's in college or just out of college, um, young family, uh, a lot of kids, a lot of kids in a young family. And me, I'm just getting ready to send my daughter off to college and all different phases of life, but yet how does the scripture and these principles all work the same and how we've learned from each other? And I'm hoping that's what you get from the podcast. So that's kind of what the objective is. So you could see what it looks like to have conversations, what our mentoring groups actually look like, um, and how it's not really just one person mentoring, we're actually learning from each other and how that grows, uh, how, how it grows ideas and establishes those thoughts that are important for our future. And we're going to kind of, again, go into this idea of pursuit. And we talk a lot about identity, that you need to know who you are. Then there's this other side that you need to know where you're going. And Jesus said, when they, when they were accusing him of saying, I'm the son of God, one thing he said, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. There's this establishment of not just his identity, but the destination that he was going to go towards. So let me ask you a question then, and I want you guys' feedback. Was his pursuit to discover his identity, or was his pursuit to discover where he was going? Or were either one of those Jesus' pursuits? 
because there's something in us that drives us forward, but what are we driving forward towards? And so I kind of want to really explore this idea because over the several years ago, a book was written and um, I'm not here to talk about the book. I'm just going to talk about the title, The Pursuit of Purpose. And I remember just in, in church and there's kind of this theme is you have a purpose for your life. God created you with the purpose. And I do believe that. I, I, I do believe the concept of that. So is that something we're supposed to go find? Is that something we're supposed to go look for? Is that something we're supposed to try to go discover? And can we actually lose ourselves in that idea? And is it really the th thing we're supposed to be pursuing or does it come a different direction? And so I kind of want to throw that your, your guys' direction, you know, you guys, uh, especially Caleb and Tommy, Caleb, you've stepped into kind of your career. Tommy, you've just stepped into your new career after getting out of college and you're still kind of establishing what's your purpose. Like, I, I think there's a sense of it and I think there's a stability because you know who you are. But now, how does the purpose and your long-term destination fit into that? And what are your thoughts? I think for our generation, like, especially living in America, I think it's kind of like been passed down personally from what I see is like pursuit is about like where you're going to end up and like the idea of like the American dream, like what, what's your career? What are you pursuing in college to have this career for where you're going to end up in life? be financially secure and I think like I would say just within people in my generation like the idea of pursuit is more about like career and either career or becoming somebody great like especially with social media like you're pursuing like becoming like kind of a celebrity status on social media because then you can like kind of not you can like with YouTube, it's like become a YouTuber or TikToker or somebody on Instagram and you get to go do all this great stuff and make that a career, like pursue like money, fame, or like a good job is basically, I think the idea that I see everywhere when it comes to people my age, when it's this idea of pursuit. So I think that's like the connotation when somebody says, well, what are you pursuing in life? The first thing that comes to people's mind is going to be college or career or like, you know, getting somewhere in life that's significant, quote unquote, for our generation. Do you share those same ideas, Tommy, or is it slightly different being in Minnesota? I would uh, say it's a very similar sentiment here in Minnesota as well. And I think it's a lot of our generation as a whole is that pursuit of purpose. Um, but I guess I would argue for myself, I've always been focused on my identity and that my purpose has always come secondhand from my identity of like knowing who I am and that my purpose can change as seasons change. Like my purpose when I was in school was to study and be a student. And now my purpose is my career, so to speak, right? It's just a different function of, but it's a different function of who I am. I'm the same person in all functions in all areas of my life. It's just different, applied differently. When I'm a student, I'm going to be asking questions that challenge X, Y, Z, that show my identity. Whereas maybe when I'm in my career, I'm going to run a business or run my area or my department as a God-honoring Christian 
you know, it's, it's a different function, but I believe it all stems from identity and maybe I'm jumping ahead on our conversation here, but I just thought I'd input that and maybe there's some pushback or something. No, I, I think I want to come back to that question because there's something that you said in the middle of that when we're talking about you've gone from your identity and there's different applications of your purpose. So the actual activity that you could be doing can change. So one time you're a student, then you're, you're, you're maybe an employer, maybe you're in different roles, but your identity hasn't changed. I want to, well, I want to hear Jason's feedback on this kind of coming from his perspective. And then I want to come back to your point and tag more into that is then how do you know where your destination is supposed to be? So that, that's the trickier part. So there is a destination that you're going, but that's not necessarily your purpose. So you're doing your purpose, but now how do we separate the, the destination from that? So for a lot of people that I grew up with, there seemed there was always a two-sided idea when it comes to identity and your motivation and your pursuit and the things you pursue. There was, if you're in full-time vocational ministry as a pastor or something like that, then that's your identity. That's your motivation. That's your pursuit. That's everything. Otherwise you have a identity of, you know, son of God, et cetera, but your pursuits are going to be different because he's going to call you to this job over here or this thing over here. So it was almost like the things you do are separate from that identity, even though they can interact with it. So yes, you'll make money and you can support people and those are good things, but it's not really related to what you do. And so for a lot of people that I grew up with, you mentally checked out from that half of things because it was just a means to an end. And then when you were doing the things that were important, ministry work or whatever it was, going to church or things like that, then you were more supposed to be more fully engaged. And so there was always like this split that I remember feeling growing up where it's, okay, if I'm not going into full-time ministry, then part of my motivation for doing things isn't really connected to who I am. And it seems weird. And I, it wasn't like some big conspiracy. That's just kind of the mindset of a lot of people that I grew up with. So when you're thinking of that mindset, Jason, how have you internalized it over the years and how have you made adjustments to it and what's worked and what hasn't in that process? Well, one of the weird things that I, I kind of stumbled upon and I've, and uh, we've actually talked about this in the past. If what I'm doing is not connected to my identity in some way, then I'm not really going to give myself to it completely because why would I? It's not fully me. I'll, I'll do what I need to do to fulfill it. But that, that slowly changed over time to where, and this is you know maybe kind of a cliche for some people in Christianity, but everything that you do should be done from that identity. But at the same time, I've realized the identity itself can't necessarily be the motivator for doing something because sometimes the things that you are pursuing or, or need to do are not what you ideally think they are when you're looking at the bigger picture of your identity and what you want to do. If, if that makes sense, like there's always little things that you have to do that you might not feel like are connected to your grand scheme of journey or your, your grand calling, even though they are. And sometimes the identity, just the fact that, okay, I'm a son of God. And actually, this is where I started to realize it for 
you know, years ago, I'd have conversations with people and be teaching them about their identity in Christ. And they'd have a great realization about that. And then a year later, they're going through stuff. And there's almost this idea of, okay, I get my identity. I understand I'm a son or daughter of God, but that's not helping me right now in life and my pursuits and my motivation. So there had to be some piece missing from that whole thing. So Jason, thanks for that. And a lot of these things are really no different in any generation because it was the same thing that was in mine. They may not have called it purpose, but they did say, Hey, you need to establish yourself. Here's the long-term plan. Uh, Here's what you're going to do. You're going to work hard. You're going to go through these steps. You're going to get there. So you need to pick that direction. So I was kind of the more early, the, one of the first generation that actually got to pick the destination they wanted to go down. Usually just like came from a hardworking family, had a small farm. I mean, you, you got like one or two shots and those were the options that you picked. And in our current generation, um, we have lots more options. You could, I used to, I used to really cater to it. You could be anything you want to be. Well, really that's a lie. It's not true. You can't be anything you want to be. There, there's certain things you just cannot be and will never be. And so I think we've created this false notion that it's really what I desire to be, I can be. And I kind of may have spoken along those lines, but I believe a premise of it, but I don't necessarily believe the whole application of it. And so I've kind of switched away, especially living in Thailand all these years. I've reevaluated a Western way of thinking, which has good characteristics and an Eastern way of thinking, which has some good characteristics, but they're both very different in outcomes. So I'm going to bring this back now to something Tommy said about he can, you know, he kind of focuses on his, his pursuit is his identity. And so from that, he brings his identity, he might do different roles and he might have different opportunities sitting in front of him, but he stays with his identity in those things. And I, I think that's great. But then I bring up the question, how do you know your destination? Can't you just get lost in just doing whatever's in front of you and you're just happy being you? Where's, where's the cost difference where you break into uncomfort zones uh, that sometimes you have to break down? I mean, Paul wasn't too thrilled about sitting in prison, I'm sure, to meet the man of Macedonia that he was called to, but he did. So how do we build in that, that reserve to deal with the conflict that comes along if it's just about us being us in every opportunity? And correct me if I'm looking at that wrong. So I kind of want your thoughts on those, that idea. And I might be able to chide you along with this. Second Timothy 4, 7, and 8 said, says this. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So my question is, how did Paul say that? What was he pursuing? He obviously had a destination, a goal, uh, a passion that he was going after. But it's really not clear what that looked like and how he operated. So he knew who he was. He knew where he was going, but what was the pursuit? Because he never had to compromise any of the other things to get to where he's trying to go. I'm thinking I know what the correct answer is, but I just 
I don't want to say it just because it's the correct answer. <laughs> like I'm trying to think how I would arrive at that instead of it just being uh, like, oh, well, just pursue God. And that's because that's my like Christian Western thinking. So I'm trying to think like, okay, how would I actually arrive at that? Like Paul did, like what was like, he came to that conclusion without all the previous like just knowing the right answers. And he had the confidence in that too, of saying like, I've run the race well. And so I think since he was pursuing something bigger than himself and something that gave him identity, it wasn't like his own identity that even made it possible for him to say that. It was actually knowing what he was pursuing that gave him that answer, if that makes sense, in a roundabout way. Well, why don't you do this? If that's the right answer, and you know that's where we're going to go, why don't you do this and define that answer? What does that look like? What does it mean? How does it play out? What's the daily application of that? And then how does it answer these the questions of pursuing our purpose? So I think when it comes to what we're pursuing the most important thing more so than even knowing who we are knowing our purpose is actually knowing who god is because i think once we know who he is um we'll actually understand who we are because even like this generation when i'm thinking about like what are people my generation asking it everybody's asking who am i because even things with like not to make it about a political issue, but it's obvious than like gender confusion, like that becoming somebody's identity or like in my career or even in ministry, like this is who I am. I think you can get lost in that. And so I think the most important thing is actually saying like who my father is because even like with Jesus, that's once he knew that everything else was clear. And so I think when Paul is saying, I've run this race well, and like I've finished this race, it's because his actual race was to know who God was. So even if at the end of his life, he didn't have like the complete idea of who he was, or if he had done it all perfectly, what mattered was that he was pursuing who God was. And that revealed more to him about himself because we are made in the image of God. So I think like, especially when it comes to pursuing, it's like, more important like those all the other stuff is byproducts um compared to knowing who god is and so i think that's the most important thing because all that other stuff can come from that one thing knowing god and i think that is crystal clear with what paul talks about and he talks about i've not arrived but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth into those things which are before i press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of god Christ Jesus. Then he talks about um, his ultimate goal is to know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and being made conformed unto his death, even the death of the cross. And and so this idea of the absolute pursuit, and I think you actually clear laid out the whole idea. I, thanks a lot, Caleb, for wrecking my punchline at the end of the podcast. Is that is the place that has to be number one because. To be honest, we talk about you need to know who you are, but you can't know who you are with 
it, it comes from someplace outside. It's not an external pressure on us that defines us, but, but the words come from the outside that connect with our heart that bring life. It's like two things connecting together. It's like a, uh, and like the ground in the seed, your heart's the ground, the seed comes when those two connect, something powerful takes place. And so the father speaks to what you are and, and the ground of your heart connects to it and it brings life into that area. So if you don't know where you came from and you don't know the source of your life, which is the word, the meaning of the word father means source of life. If you don't know that source of life, how do you trust what you are and how do you trust where you're going? Otherwise, it, it seems like we compromise. If you just make the pursuit of your purpose, the destination, I feel like we will compromise our identity in that pursuit. We will do things to get to the pursuit, even if it costs us values that are within our identity. So the pursuit cannot be the purpose without compromising your identity. Now, I, 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 let me add a clarity to that. And we just using the example of whether it's Esther, whether it's Joseph, whether it's Daniel, whether it's uh, David, whether it's Paul, whether it's Peter, they all had a destination and a, a calling, a direction on their life but it came naturally out of their identity because of their relationship with God. Therefore, they could make the hard, hard decisions that most people wouldn't do that would think that it would actually take away from their direction, actually takes them to their destination. So they would not compromise what they were to get there. Very different than our modern world. We compromise everything about us to get to the destination, but really... It seems to me, and get your feedback on this, it seems to me that the destination in our modern world really is so we can have a better life. It's not a destination because we just need to do it because it's what we are. It's a destination that if I get here, then, then I could finally have, then I can finally do, then I can finally be, and I could be at rest and I'll have the resources and I'll, I'll have arrived. God doesn't make your destination and purpose on this earth as an arrival point. It's a fulfillment point and it's a very different. So what are your thoughts on that? Those are the kind of things I've been breaking down over the last couple months, but I want to hear your input on that. I also think it's interesting that when you're talking about like the modern world, like we compromise everything to reach our final destination. Well, a lot of times in the U S it feels like our final destination is like, we're rich, we're happy, we have a family, we sit by the pool, retire, that's it. It's not like our destination actually requires something of us. Like a lot of people, a lot of great people, a lot of world leaders, those kind of figures that actually pursued a destiny and a destination, they pursued it to like a point of death and like, they faced trials, they faced hardships, and it wasn't a glamorous destination, but they knew that's where they had to go. Like, ah, I don't know, thinking out, like Winston Churchill, maybe let's say, like his destination was to lead a country and that country like was to the point of death. Like he was making decisions where people were dying. And I think in our um, modern 
look at this, it would be like, we wouldn't want that to be our destination because it's a responsibility that's beyond. It's not just happy, retire on the beach, um, something like that. And maybe you guys can add to that and maybe well, I'm off. I think, no, I think there's something interesting on that because we always have, for whatever reason, we've, we've got that stereotypical retirement idea of just sitting on the beach doing nothing. But when you were talking about the destination, not being something where you do nothing, I, I was thinking of uh, my grandpa was actually got um, some just, you know, dementia issues and everything. So he's living in a home. And I remember talking to him and my grandma years ago and like a handful of other old people. And one of their biggest fears is finding themselves in a place where nobody in the world needs them. Like they don't have anything to offer anyone or to offer the world anymore. That's the, the worst thing for them. But that's kind of what we've made that stereotypical destination. You can just relax and do nothing. I, I think maybe if we peeled back the layers, what we would want more is to find ourselves in a place where who we are and what we bring to the table is actually needed by the people around us and is actually in demand more so than the absence of having anything to do. Uh Great point. And to th- to piggyback off that, it makes me wonder if when Jesus was making a statement like, you know, he, he would make these little statements that we really don't believe for modern day, because obviously it couldn't be relative to today, like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. And then he goes on like, because I know you have need of these things like food, water, shelter those things. I know you have need of those things and those will be added unto you, but seek this first. Um, we talk about the, I think in one of our podcasts, we talked to Caleb, you brought up that it's the wise thing. Okay. But there's wisdom. we got to use wisdom. Okay. No, that is the wisdom that deals with this issue. So if you really break it down, why are people really pursuing the types of goals that they're pursuing? to sustain themselves. There, there's an advantage to themselves. I would venture to say that they're truly looking for where their identity is, that if they could hit this point, they could maybe be recognized as somebody that accomplished or uh, again, they're provided for, or they've been able to set themselves in a position to do other things. Now that in and of itself, I want to be very clear, is nothing wrong with it. That, that, that in and of itself is nothing wrong. It's just not the purpose. Because purpose is something very different. Purpose is the reason that you're put here on this earth. So that means it's not you're fulfilled in who you are. And you're fulfilled in who God is to you that you discover who you are, but you're walking out this purpose in his will to affect other people's lives. And we've made it about how it's going to impact us how it's going to benefit us. And I'd venture to say, we don't know what our identity is, why these, these pursuits become stronger. How many times have you heard someone's like, I grew up poor and I'm not going to be poor. So I'm going to be rich. And they do, they'll get there. And man, I, I admire their tenacity to get to that point. And I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with that, but we can't say that's purpose. That, that isn't necessarily purpose. That is just, you discover tools and you work hard and you work those principles, but a deeper purpose has nothing to do with how man's going to praise you or disapprove of you. You could be become very rich in God and Christians will hate you. You could become very poor in God and the world and Christians will hate you. 
it's it's irrelevant to your position of how people look around you but it's rather of I know what I am and I know what my father and he's asked me to do this and I'm willing to do it because I love my father because ultimately that's who I want to be like and this is just me doing my sojourning on this earth but I can't wait till I get to go be with him eternally like it's a different thought process I, I like what Paul said I could go or I could stay and man I really want to go but for your sakes I'm going to stick around a little bit longer like like okay I'm, I'm going to stick around for you guys but I'd rather go and I think when we get this in order, it will change how we look at things because God wants to provide for you in doing what he tells you to do, but it may not be what man's telling you to do. And so I think it's important that we do that, but we can't do what we've done before in history. Oh, we just need to remain poor. Just don't do anything. Do all those humble things. That's not being humble. That's still catering to a crowd of looking noble in doing something. And so we got to be celebrate those that are called to do something and maybe their outcome makes them unbelievably recognized. And maybe someone else is doing God's purpose and it makes them unbelievably unrecognized. They're both in the right place when they stand before God. God will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So we have to look, change our look at outcomes but look at the character and, and the, the things that we are called to, because that's where our fulfillment is and give ourselves wholly to that because we're giving ourselves wholly to the father. So would you guys say, and because we hear this a lot too, that your purpose, however it looks is, is going to be connected to impacting other people in some way, like true or false. 100% true. Okay, but then what does that impact look like? Because I'm thinking about this, and if, if, and I, I don't disagree with that, but I think sometimes that, that gets pigeonholed into a very specific, well, it has to look like this, it has to look like, well, someone came to church because of you, or someone's reading their Bible more because of you, and those are all very good things. But then how do we look at someone like Noah, who technically didn't bring anyone to safety and save anyone besides his own family? Like everyone else on the planet died, but he fully lived his purpose and his calling out. Well, can't we totally say that he 100% influenced everyone around him? Technically, yes, but no one came to his side that wasn't already on his side. His family was already with him. Okay, but now you're defining something different of what influence is. How many of the prophets were killed by their own people and they stood up and spoke the truth and they did their purpose? They were influencing a group. Now the reception of the group either did two things. The mirror was put up to them and they made a choice or they came along. So I think, again, the idea of influence is, is not how rosy and kind and how many people we fed that week determine whether we did a successful influence. It's when truth comes out and you're willing to stand in that and, and you're willing to hold to it in the love of God because you care about people, but it's not about whether the results are measurable to how we would distinguish a successful or influential group. Right. And I, I think that's a huge point because, you know, I know a lot of people that will get very, 
discouraged because they, you know, they thought they figured their purpose out or received their purpose or however they want to frame it, but they're just not seeing the numbers or the people that they thought they would see change because of it or impacted because of it. And I think at times we can just get a little misaligned, but I think you, I think you just kind of nailed it on the head there. Well, let me, let me add to this and let you guys give our final thoughts. If we really look at this, going back to the Noah story, Noah was a righteous man. And for over a hundred years, he preached the righteousness that God was going to destroy this earth. And that the, the ark was a testimony to that symbol. He did that. He was influencing all those people. He was showing them a sign. He was showing them God. He was showing them a way. He was showing them their response to that didn't work, but because he did what he did, a, a new line of righteousness came through his offspring and he repopulated the earth. So in every level, he was probably one of the, besides Abraham, probably the most influential person because he's only one of eight that survived the evil and then repopulated. So great point. And we're going to talk about this a little bit on the next podcast, but I guess tonight, if you guys can do a round of your final thoughts and uh, what you would like to leave for other people as they're pursuing this to kind of bring them a, a place, where do I begin establishing then? Where do I go with my life? I think the question I would end asking myself and maybe anybody can ask themselves is like, you're going to end up pursuing something in your life, no matter what, like it's, in your nature to do that and so like ask what am I pursuing and where is that gonna leave me because I think like we can pursue all different kinds of things and they all might like might have great results like oh this will give me financial security later in my life this will give me gratification now and I'll be like seen well with others but I think the important thing to think about is like what was Paul pursuing that at the end he could say like I've run this race well and like have identity and have all the things like he needed to have like a fulfilled life. And so I think that's a key to ask ourselves, like when I, what I choose to pursue, like what am I choosing to pursue and what's that, what is that going to result in? And I think if we should decide to pursue like who our father is, who God is, I think that'll give us the answers to everything we need. And like, everything we need no matter what we lose quote unquote like along the way it doesn't matter because in the end i have everything i need knowing who my father is and knowing who i am i think i'm coming out of here realizing that in in my pursuits of the world like my career do not forget to pursue god in the process but also pursue people and make those two a priority in anything that i do and that the destination will take care of itself as long as those become the priorities. If, if my priorities become, right now I'm in sales, if I can make as many sales as I can so my family's secure, well, that, that doesn't do anything. But if my, my purpose and my passion is to help people and to do that, I need to generate a profit, well, sales is going to be a part of that. And I believe I'll succeed in that too, but it's going to be helping people and so I would just say, with whatever you do, if, make sure those become the focus. And I believe that um, you'll be honored through that. We're going to wrap it up with that, guys. The coffee shop battery is dying, but just 
wrestle through this stuff in your own mind when you're done listening to this. Search the scriptures and beyond everything, talk with your father on this because knowing him is the pursuit and the purpose. So until next time, keep the faith and stay in the fight.